but we don't want his attorney, his or her attorney, uh, encouraging them to go after our personal assets. So, you know, the system, it, it all seems to work, you know? I mean, people do get uh, covered for their injuries, uh, most landlords. And, and if you have bank financing, the banks are going to insist that you have insurance coverage. Um, so you're going to have insurance coverage. We just don't want to encourage those uh, litigators I could not thank you enough for tuning in every week with me on The Dwelling Show. We've been doing this for more than two years now, actually. Um, this is um, when the 200s now about the episode of the show. I just want to take this time out to really thank you so much. But also to remind you that if you're not on the Dwelling Deal list, make sure you sign up so you don't miss out on deals, actually. We, we have a deal on the contract right now. So for these kinds of deals, to learn more about what, what we're doing, to learn about how we structure deals, feel free to go on the website, dwelling.com or investwithola.com and you would see um, a pop-up box or just drop um, your email in the contact us um, form and we'll reach out to you so you'll get plugged in with what we're doing. Again, I really appreciate you for tuning in every week. Sometimes I feel like nobody is listening on the other side until I get emails or DMs from you on Instagram or Facebook and saying thank you for you know spitting out content every week. Um, it's a ton of work, but I'm so glad to do it. And it's my honor to deliver value every week um, to you, um, our listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on The Dwelling Show. I'm your host, Ola Dantes. I've got an absolute legend in the industry with us today, Garrett Sutton. Hey, Garrett, how are you doing, sir? Good. How are you, Ola? Doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. So for anybody in the real estate investing world, maybe they're living under the real estate investing rock and haven't heard of the Rich Dad Poor Dad <laughs> brand and obviously you and your book. Can you kind of tell the folks who you are, what you do and what you've been up to lately? Sure. Thanks for having me on, Ola. Uh, my name is Garrett Sutton. I'm a corporate attorney. I'm also a Rich Dad advisor with Robert Kiyosaki's group. And uh, I'm, as the map of Nevada behind me indicates, I'm, I'm here in Reno, Nevada. I uh, practice corporate law here. I focus on setting up and maintaining LLCs and corporations and providing uh, real estate investors and entrepreneurs with the asset protection they need to stay protected as they grow their net worth. So I've been doing I've been working with Robert Kiyosaki and traveling around the world with him uh, for 20 years now. And it's been very rewarding. And I've, I've been able to deal with a lot of people around the world and helping them uh, properly structure their affairs. So for someone who have no idea about asset protection, um, of course, I, I buy multifamily properties. I'm acutely aware of the importance um, of, of that. But for someone, maybe they're just kind of getting started. Can you kind of walk us through what asset protection it really is? Yeah, well, as the term implies, you, you need to protect your assets. Uh, we are very litigious here in the United States. People sue each other all the time. Uh, attorneys have an incentive to sue. They can uh, be on what's called a contingency fee, whereby they collect a percentage of what comes out of the case. So they have an incentive to sue. And knowing that, we also, you know, they, they take advantage of the legal system to get their uh, monies. Uh, but the legal system also allows us to protect our assets 
to use LLCs and corporations so that, for example, in a, in a real estate deal, you're buying your first duplex and you have the choice. You can take title in your individual name or you can take title in a limited liability entity, probably an LLC, a little limited liability company. Now, if you take title in your individual name and a tenant sues, uh, they can reach uh, beyond the insurance and they can go after not only the duplex, but all of your personal assets, your, the equity in your house, your bank account, your other assets. By setting up that LLC, the tenant can sue and get what's inside the LLC, maybe the equity in the, in the duplex, but they can't get beyond the boundaries of the LLC. They can't get uh, to your personal assets. And so this is really important for people who are starting out uh, investing in real estate. Because as you say, Ola, if you've been in real estate long enough, you know that you need this protection. As well, if you're raising money, investors expect you to use uh, an LLC when you're uh, going to do a real estate deal. But if you're, in your, if you're in your first deal, you need to realize that the system encourages litigation and you need to take these simple steps. It's not expensive or difficult to set up an LLC and you need to do that right from the start. So there's a lot of technicalities, right? Um, you know, um, I don't want to start making, you know, like a Nevada LLC, like a trust. It, it gets really convoluted. So for the average Joe um, or Jane, what is the first thing they need to do if they want to start protecting their assets? Well, you're absolutely right, Ola. There are a lot of people out there promoting these complicated structures, and I, I like to keep it really simple. So the first thing you do is when you're going to buy that duplex, uh, say you're in Georgia, you're going to take title to the duplex in a Georgia LLC. All right. You're doing business in the state of Georgia. You're collecting rents in the state of Georgia. You're part of their tax system. And this applies to all 50 states. So you would have title to that duplex in the name of an LLC where the, uh, in the state where the duplex is located. Now, if you want one more layer of protection, you would have that Georgia LLC owned by a Wyoming LLC. And, uh, you know, in my book, uh, Loopholes of Real Estate, we go through the reasons why we use uh, Wyoming or Nevada uh, LLCs. Uh, for outside protection. But your first LLC should be in the state where the property is located. And that's that's the what the first thing you should do. Perfect. And then then you kind of start to create this um, pretty hierarchical, but yet um, hard to pierce structures. Well, and really, you know, people say, oh, you need seven levels of protection. You really don't. I mean, you have the Georgia LLC owned by the Wyoming LLC, that's, you know, two levels. That's really what you need. Let me go back a little bit, Gareth. So I've obviously um, seen your book. I haven't picked it up to read it, but I will be. Um, you know, kind of tell folks how you go into real estate and how you got involved with um, Robert Kiyosaki, who is also an absolute legend. Obviously, I read his book, Richard Pordad changed my life. So just kind of give us that story and then maybe we can swing back into asset protection. I'm just kind of curious. This is like a fireside chat for me, you know? Right. Well, I, with Robert Kiyosaki, a friend of mine met him and they were looking for a Nevada attorney 
and uh, they they interviewed me and a couple other attorneys. And, uh, you know, the, the, the key deciding factor, I have to be uh, honest, was that I played rugby. <laughs> Robert Kiyosaki is a huge rugby fan. And uh, we've gone to two World Cup uh, Cups together. Uh, so that was the deciding factor. Um, and then, you know, I've been working with him for 20 years and it's it's been a great relationship. My first real estate um, uh, asset was, you know, I bought a small house in Reno and then uh, got married and we had our first child and it was time to move. And if I had sold the house, I would have lost money and I'm kind of cheap that way. So I decided to keep it. And uh, so I kept it as a first rental house, put it into an LLC, obviously. And, you know, you learn all the lessons on that first property. And I had a bad tenant for a while. I had some issues. And, you know, when people start looking to invest in real estate, a lot of people can be put off by the various risks there are. And you just have to overcome that fear because everybody makes the same mistakes. Everybody's going to make a mistake or two and get it over with early, uh, you know, learn your lessons. And uh, for me, investing in real estate has just been probably one of the best things I ever did besides getting married to a good girl and having kids. But I mean, my real estate has been just terrific for me. Um, you know, I'm going to retire on it. So I would encourage people uh, who are watching the and listening to the show, Ola, you know, don't be afraid of making a few mistakes because it's true for everyone. We're all going to make a few mistakes and you grow from that. I'm sure you get this question a lot. Um, folks that want to get started and they want to set up their actual business, right? They haven't bought a property yet. And the question is, should I do an LLC corporation? You know, what are your general thoughts on that? Because that's a big one for, for a lot of folks. Well, you're not going to use a corporation to hold title to real estate. Um, the, the asset protection isn't there with the corporation, except for a Nevada corporation. Um, and the taxation isn't as good. Uh, so, you know, virtually all um, real estate holdings now are either LLCs. Uh, in some cases, you'll use a limited partnership, an LP. But I would say, Ola, 98% of the time, people are using LLCs. And that offers asset protection. It offers flexible taxation. You know, you can be taxed as a C corp or an S corp as an LLC. For real estate, you're not going to do that because it's not good tax-wise to do that. Uh, but you can also be taxed as a partnership or if it's a one owner, a single member LLC, you can be taxed as a disregarded entity where everything flows onto your personal return. Uh, but virtually all real estate now is taken in the name of an LLC and with some exceptions, maybe a few uh, with a limited partnership. Some um, maybe newbies into real estate investing might say, well, why would the system, why would the law allow you know, structures that prevent people from suing, you know, from a slip or fall or whatever. Why would these structures even exist in the first place? What are your thoughts well, on that? Well, let's clear that up because, you know, if a tenant sues you or the duplex, uh, hopefully you have insurance to cover their injury. I mean, we're not advocating that you not have insurance or not take care of your tenants. I always recommend that people 
have safe, habitable properties. I mean, you, you know, you owe your tenants a duty uh, to have a habitable property. We don't want them getting hurt. Um, so you have insurance, but, you know, certain claims can exceed the amount of the insurance. And if attorneys see that the title is in your individual name uh, and that they can get the equity in the property or and your other assets, they're more encouraged to uh, bring litigation. So we want them to, uh, you know, settle. <laughs> you know, we want the, the, the you know, the, the injured tenant, you know, we're going to have insurance to cover him. Uh, but we don't want his attorney, his or her attorney, uh, encouraging them to go after our personal assets. So, you know, the system, it, it all seems to work, you know. I mean, people do get uh, covered for their injuries, uh, most landlords. And, and if you have bank financing, the banks are going to insist that you have insurance coverage. Um, so you're going to have insurance coverage. We just don't want to encourage those uh litigators who get a percentage of what they collect to go after our personal assets. So that's why we set up the LLCs. Perfect. So I guess this is a good segue into, you know, maybe one of the horror stories um, of people thinking, why do I need to do all of this? I'm just going to buy my duplex and put in my name and just call it a day. Like nobody's going to sue me. So maybe a couple of horror stories might, might help um, maybe change some folks' minds. It's funny, Ola, I, I tell this one all the time, but when I first started with Rich Dad, I was giving a talk in San Francisco and a lady came up to me and said, you know, I'm buying a duplex and I'd like to put it into an LLC. And I said, that's fine. Uh, in California, the minimum LLC fee is $800 per year. And she goes, oh, I can't afford that. I just, I, I can't afford $800 a year. I go, well, that's your choice. You know, hopefully you have enough insurance. And so I'm giving another talk in San Francisco uh, a year later. And she comes up to me and she goes, you know, you know, I talked to you about that property last year. Well, I've been sued. I'd like to set up my LLC now. And, you know, it's too late. Once you've been sued, right. it's way too late. You can't put a seatbelt on after the car wreck. <laughs> um, so, you know, it was too late for her. And that's the thing people need to realize that, you know, you get started and you think, well, I can't afford, uh, an LLC right now. I'll do it later. And, you know, you get busy in the crush of commerce and you forget to do it. And then you get sued. It's too late to set up the LLC at that point. It's much better. And these are not expensive to set up, but it's much better to just set it up right off the bat, take title in the name of the LLC and, and be protected right from the start. Quick last question. What about retrospectively? What about folks that now have a property and they're thinking, geez, um, I'm, I'm kind of listening to what Gary's saying, but I've bought a lot of my properties in my personal name. Well, call us. We have a free 15 minute consultation at Corporate Direct. Uh, but here's the thing, uh, Ola, if you haven't been sued, you're fine. You can transfer title uh, into an LLC. Uh, it's it's only when you've been sued that the court can come in and, and reverse that transaction. But if you're if the seas are calm and no one's threatening to sue you, by all means, you can transfer title from your name into the LLC. And people shouldn't worry. A lot of people think that if they transfer title into the LLC, that that triggers a due on sale clause with the bank. But here's the thing. You haven't sold the property, right? 
Um, and there's magic language called continuity of obligation. And if the bank ever questions it, that's what you use. Continuity of obligation. The bank still has your personal guarantee, right? That doesn't change when you transfer title into the LLC. The bank still has a first deed of trust. That doesn't change. So there's a continuing obligation on your part to, to repay the bank. And nowadays, most banks understand why you want title in an LLC. Uh, you know, 20 years ago was a little different, but now the banks really realize that the LLC protection actually helps them. You know, it, it helps protect their interest in the property. It's less likely that people are gonna sue and, and challenge the whole thing. So uh, don't worry about the due on sale clause because when you transfer from yourself to yourself at an LLC, you haven't sold the property. Wow, yeah, the continuity of obligation was definitely something that I'm just learning for the first time. So you don't know what you don't know. Thanks for that tip. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, I can keep talking to you, but we're definitely, definitely dwelling into the quick rounds. These are going to be quick questions, quick answers. And then I want sure. to talk about talk about all your books um, at the end. So first question, <laughs> what makes you, Gary, or your business unique? What is that differentiating factor that separates you from the next guy or the next girl? Well, you know, we answer the phone. A lot of these companies, when you pay them the money, somehow they know that you're calling and they don't answer the phone. We, we answer the phone, we, we offer a high level of customer service. So, um, you know, and we're not gonna put you into these dangerous, crazy schemes that a lot of people have out there. You know, it just, the LLC is tried and true, and we're not gonna put you into some of these new uh, fangled systems that really aren't, um, they're not tested. I, I want to use tested entities uh, for all my clients. So I, I guess that sets us apart. Second question, what was the last book that you read? And what was the one thing that you picked up from that book? Um, the, the last book I read, I mean, this one here has taken a lot of time. It's coming out soon, uh, Veil Not Fail, about piercing the corporate veil. And I've been reading that. I just went in and did the audio book. So I had to read that. And uh, I've got to say, I picked up a lot of good nuggets. Um, the, the last non or, you know, uh, pleasurable reading book I, I read was about the gold rush, the California gold rush. And uh, I've been touring gold rush towns in the Sierra. It was just in Downeyville, which is a cool little gold rush town uh, in the California foothills. So. Wow. That would be something that something unique, I suppose. Okay. Final question. What do you do for fun? Well, I like skiing. I mean, one of the reasons I'm here in Reno is I love Lake Tahoe. Uh, I, I like to ski uh, during the winter. There are 14 mountains uh, here that you can ski at. Uh, so that's my favorite activity. I, I, I can't run anymore. My knees just don't allow it. So uh, pretty much uh, I stick to skiing. Love it. So Veil Not Fail, um, that's your latest book. You've got loopholes of release. So yeah, just kind of walk us through your books. Yes. Well, Veil Not Fail is the newest one. And, uh, you know, due to the paper shortages and all, it was supposed to be out in April and it's coming out in a week or two. Um, and that one is really helpful for people who've set up the entity, uh, but haven't followed the rules. Or if you went online and set up an entity, you don't even know what rules you need to follow. 
So, you know, you set up an online company and they don't tell you, you've got to have annual meeting minutes. You got to do this with the bank and that with the state. Um, and Ola, in 50% of all cases, the veil is pierced. So that means that someone goes through the LLC and reaches your personal assets because you haven't followed these simple rules. So this book, Veil Not Fail, talks about how to stay protected once you've set up your LLC or corporation. And then loopholes of real estate are the tax and legal strategies uh, and the benefits of owning real estate. Um, and so, you know, people think, oh, loophole is a bad term, but it's really not. It's a, it's a term from uh, the Middle Ages where it was an escape. A loophole in a castle was where you could escape a siege. And so with loopholes uh, in real estate, we want to open up the tax loopholes that, that the government offers you. The government encourages investment in real estate. And we want to close the legal loopholes of, uh, you know, uh, unlimited liability by setting up LLCs uh, for real estate. Wow, fascinating. No, thank you so much for sharing those. So if there's somebody listening and thinking, wow, I definitely want to um, call that number Gary was talking about, see if someone's going to pick up. What's the best place people can reach you guys, get to know you more? Well, uh, the website corporatedirect.com. Uh, you can schedule a free 15 minute consult there. Uh, if you want to call, uh, the number is 800 600 1760 and you can schedule a reservation on over the phone with us as well and we'll get on the phone with you and explain our services and our costs i want everybody to know what everything costs the first year and then it drops down the second year and you know just see if there's a fit uh but we help people from all across the country around the world uh setting up llc's so they can be protected when they invest in real estate and quick question, do you set up for folks out of the United States, in the United States? We do. Okay, perfect. Well, Garrett, we what an absolute pleasure, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good speaking with you, Ola. Thanks for having me.